Hey guys, on the Team Train Life Change podcast this week, we are talking about methods to avoid overtraining and how to listen to your body. All right, Andy, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting in your studio in Spring Hill, and I'm looking at all this equipment. And Coach Jessica's actually doing a workout while we're recording this. That's true. Shout out. Shout out to Coach Jessica. And uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, because I know that you wanted to talk about this topic of overtraining today, but you know, you're a fitness guy. Is there actually such thing as overtraining? I used to say no um, for a long time. I came from the mindset of, well, we've talked about this before. I'm a very obsessive personality. I can get very, very I, obsessed with something. You won't stop calling me. It's really, yeah. it's a little too much, dude. <laughs> That's just a bromance. That's a different, <laughs> different topic for a different show. But um, so I used to obsess over my training to the point where I felt like I wasn't going to reach my maximum potential if I took rest days. So I used to tell people no. And unfortunately, I used to tell some clients no. And uh, my mindset has completely changed. So now, to answer your question in short, my answer is yes, you can overtrain, and it can be detrimental. Um, It was for me at one point in time when I was uh, doing CrossFit competitively, I developed sciatica. Hmm. And, um, you know, at 23 years old, I woke up one morning and I couldn't get out of bed because I had fried my central nervous system and literally... My IT band was so tight on my legs that it was putting pressure on my sciatic nerve, causing intense pain from basically your lower back all the way down to your ankle. Wow. So that's when I got um, so that, that cultured, that, let's that was say. The, that was the shift. <laughs> that yeah. was the mindset shift of, okay, I have to take recovery serious. And now it's so much to the point where, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in active recovery, so every single day I still do something. I was going to on a ask. on a Sunday I might be out on the boat, um, doing water sports with friends. I might be taking a walk, you name it, but it, kayaking something. I'm going to do something active, just because. And that might that that's been argued. Some people think that one day a week you should do absolutely nothing, um, but it's kind of hard with my schedule and the way that things things work out that's like sure. my family time and time with my girlfriend and i love how you keep slipping in your girlfriend on these episodes yeah well i am trying <laughs> i'm not trying to let people know that i'm off the market or anything weird like that <laughs> i'm uh, i'm trying to get brownie points with her because there you go. this is proof she all the time says that i'm not listening so this is proof that i'm listening i know this is a rabbit hole <laughs> and it's been a while since we've been on one but i keep wanting to go up to her after work i'm like you're the girl that andy won't shut up about Dude, and just leave, should. and then just like walk away. <laughs> I might buy your lunch after this if you promise to do that. No, but. So okay, so 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 we're talking about overtraining, and um, you stay active on the weekends, but you're not going 100 percent or 110 percent, right? Absolutely. But what we're what you're saying though is that when you're resting, it's an active rest, which means that it's not just sitting on the couch. That's fine. Right. But that's not, you you have to be functional and moving throughout the course of the day anyway. I come from the mindset of movement is medicine Mm -hmm. and I like getting blood flow to those body parts that I'm trying to heal and recover. Um, So that's where my mindset is on that. Sure. Uh, The whole, the, the crazy thing about it and whenever I was educated on recovery, 
I learned that, you know, when you're the time that you actually build muscle and your, your performance improves is in the recovery side. Like we're tearing the muscles down during the workout and then how you properly, um, you know, apply nutrition, rest, hydration, all these factors to your body after that session is what dictates the improvement in performance, the improvement in body composition, all of these things. So recovery is so important it's the secret sauce you have to do it um i started adopting methods of foam rolling different stretches um hydration is key nutrition is key and i learned how to kind of adjust all of those factors based on the intensity of my training program also a lot goes into recovery with writing your training programs so you cannot go into the gym and this was another problem that I, uh, that led to my sciatica was I was competing every day. I was competing mm-hmm. against every person in that room and I was either going to die trying or I was going to win that workout. Right. And so I entered with that mindset and have since learned you can't not do that. You have to listen to your body. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you, when you feel a tweak or whenever you feel exhausted, things of that nature, that's your body talking to you. Right. And the drill sergeant in me, the overachiever in me says, that's weakness. You need to get past that. And there are circumstances of times when you need to push through mental thresholds, right? Sure. But it's learning where that balance is over time, and it's adjusting the intensity of your training session based on that. So with our programs in here, we're not hammering the same muscle group every day, and we're not doing the same type of workout every day. We're doing a completely different workout every single day that we walk through here, A, so that we don't get bored with our training, but B, so that we're spreading that stress across the body and across different energy systems so that we're able to recover in between. Um, A huge advancement that I've just made in my recovery is I've been monitoring my heart rate variability every morning so that I I have an app that I do so through that tells me, it gives me a readiness score, and it'll tell me, on a scale of one to 10, how ready I am for the day's workout. And then I adjust my intensity based upon that score, hmm. which is super nerdy. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, your, your day is dictated by an app, but, right. it, but it's, it's crazy, right? But my body feels so great. What is that? Tra- your heart? Is yeah. Tra- so tracking your heart. heart rate variability. If think of like wavelength, like on a on a wave, what's the period between each wave in the ocean? Sure. Think of that period of time between each heartbeat, which I thought I read all the studies wrong. I thought that I was completely backwards. But what it actually what it what it tells you is the the more irregular of a pattern you have, the more variability between heartbeats. The healthy you the healthier you are the better aerobic capacity you have and the more ready you are for intense training sessions. Hmm. The more that gets uniform, which sounds nuts, right? But the the lower that variability is, the more uniform that the length between each heartbeat is, the less prepared you are, the less in shape you are, the less aerobic capacity you have. So do you have, is is this connected to your phone or your- Um, your, Yeah, so I use my phone and I connect it to my Lion F45 Lion heart heart rate monitor. So you're wearing that when you go to bed? No, I don't put it on until I wake up in the morning. Okay. Um, some people are tracking their their heart rate while they sleep, and if you're trying to be an Olympic-level athlete, yeah, that might be necessary. 
Perfect. There's rings that you can wear. Yeah, so you have hope. You know, there's rings that you can wear. All these things that do that. I don't do that. I just check it in the morning. Okay. See what my score is, and then say, hey, I started doing this because every single day is a tour day for me right now as I'm preparing for these triathlons coming up, and it's crucial because I've had a lot of people, even people whose opinion I really respect, say you can't continue to do your F45 programming in addition to this triathlon training. And my response is, watch me. But to make a bold statement like that, I have to back it up with very specific and very intentional actions to make sure that I'm recovering. I then listen to my body and say, okay, today is a two-mile run, not a 10-mile run. Sure, sure. Based on that. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, my back is always screaming. Right. <laughs> so so anytime uh, uh, one of the coaches will, will say to me, like, listen – you could be lifting a lot more, <laughs> but could, but and that's something that <laughs> you, know, you know we have to personalize a program to absolutely. every single person. And I, I have to modify things all the time from injuries or level of readiness I am for that workout. Absolutely, of the day. and I appreciate that that they're pushing me, but they're not pushing me so hard that I feel okay. Well, I can't come back if I don't do this. Right, we're gonna push <laughs> you within your limits. Right, um, and we see a lot of it. There are a lot of clients who I've had to tell, hey, you're overtraining, you know, multiple F45 sessions a day. If you're not a very seasoned athlete with perfect nutrition, perfect hydration, and the kicker, perfect sleep, you're going to begin to move the needle in the wrong direction and become catabolic. You're going to eat through muscle tissue, uh, just a vast range of negative consequences you will suffer from. At some point, your body's going to reject this. Right. And you'll, you know, you will break down and it will not be fun. Um, and the reason I can tell people that is because I've been there before. I've had, you know, aside from the sciatica, I've had moments in time and now I see the triggers so I can proactively um, approach these rather than reactively on the back end. Sure. But like your mood, right? So how short your fuse is can be directly correlated to if you're overtraining, your cravings. If you, you know, are eating a clean diet, and you know eventually your palate adjusts we always crave things but if it's just way more persistent than it normally is that can be a sign that you're overtraining and that you haven't been nourishing your body to recover properly um everything from that to like obvious things like the bags under the eyes and and things of that nature dry lips cracked cuticles all these you know dehydration factors there are so many things there you can start to notice but you have to pay attention to them and I used to say, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> Let's pick up this weight. <laughs> so, sounds like that was a healthy choice. Right. And that's also <laughs> um, a big reason why our studio is not open on Sundays is because we have members that are so bought into F45, which I love, that are going to be here. Every single day the doors are open that would literally never recover. I thought it was just because Chick-fil-A was closed on Sundays. Well, it does have a lot to do with that. I mean, we are very <laughs> depressed on Sundays around here that we can get Chick-fil-A. So, no. It, I mean, it's there's a lot to be said for balance in life and having that recovery day and multiple things um, that contribute to that. But the main f- reason behind why we don't work out on Sundays is because everyone would work out on Sundays yeah. and, and well, not take another it's ca- it, it is – Chick-fil-A was a joke, but the funny thing about Chick-fil-A is that's the only day of the week that I want – Chick-fil-A like crave it it's weird so Sundays I mean it's the only day of the week that people are 
craving to be put themselves through the torture that is F45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a uh, side note, even though we're on the challenge right now, Chick-fil-A is releasing mac and cheese <laughs> in the next week. I saw a picture of it on Facebook. And so maybe we can all go get a after challenge there we go. cheat meal at Chick-fil-A. But, but it's going to have to be a cheat meal. Absolutely. <laughs> so in, in terms of how to avoid overtraining, the biggest thing is to listen to your body and realize that every single recovery protocol is completely customized to the individual. Mm-hmm. Based on how long you've been performing exercise, your nutrition, your level of fitness, all of these various factors allow some people to go harder and longer, some people not to. And you can progress as you get in better shape, but there are some people who just require more recovery than others. Um, We didn't talk about this, but injury can be a huge indicator. If you start to realize that you're getting an injury every six months and there are these these tweaks it could even be a repeated injury that oftentimes can be a sign of okay you're pushing it too hard you're fatiguing your body down to a point where you become vulnerable and it's time to back off evaluate where you're going wrong where you're overtraining and then adjust accordingly and there's no shame in taking a step back and saying huh maybe i shouldn't work out today absolutely it will there are so many cases where people decrease the volume of their training and increase their fitness level, body composition, lower body fat, everything that we're going for, so many cases. Because when your body is is not recovering properly, it's dumping cortisol, it's releasing the stress hormone that causes your body to go into fat storage mode. And so some people that mentally have to train multiple times a day, every day, that aren't doing the things that are necessary outside of it to do so, which is a lot speaking from experience there's so much outside of the gym that you have to do in order to facilitate a program like that but they literally are living in a constant state of stress Hmm. which is working against their goals just like you can't out train a a poor diet you can't out train a a lack of recovery lack of rest Hmm. well this is all very good um i you know I'm, i'm pointing to my watch and you're not paying any attention to me never (laughs) (laughs) so about that so um yeah make sure to take a break people uh look look at your situation um and avoid injuries by listening to your body i mean yeah that's the that's the easiest way to state it sure you can nerd out on all these different little micro strategies around that but ultimately it's how are you feeling like Yes, you will be sore whenever you are doing a, a well-rounded training program. Like, you should be sore. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have days that are, are worse than others, but you need to realize where that point is of, okay, this is putting me in line to get injured, to um, have an emotional breakdown, whatever it may be that is a, a symptom of overtraining, and identify that and say, okay, I'm going to stop because I'm focused on my health, not oh, if I stop, I'm going to move backwards. Or uh, Then there's also the same can be said from the other end of the spectrum. Don't take too much rest and use that as a crutch that says, oh, well, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm very well rested. you got to find that balance point. But your results will dictate that. And that's all, folks.
Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Team Train Life Change podcast. Look, we thrive off of your feedback. If you love the show, let us know. If you didn't love the show, let us know how we could do a better job. And most importantly, make sure that you are subscribed to the show. We're on iTunes for all Apple users, and we're on Simplecast for any other device. It is also very important that you leave us a review on our show that actually has words in the description because those are the only ones that count. Thanks.